Hello there, my name is Brad, and we are Grace Teaching here today. Remember, Quality of Life Grace Teaching Ministries over on Facebook, if you're there. If you're interested in more Grace Teaching and Encouragement, we want to uh, welcome you there. Remember what Grace is. The Grace of God is Jesus Christ. It's what he did for us and who we are in him. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit, but you know, we want to go here and talk about overcoming enemies. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had an enemy? Of course, you'd say yes. We've all had enemies, haven't we? You know, I can, I can tell you as a Christian, as a born-again Christian, I've had nothing but enemies at different times in my walk. And sometimes you get them for a season, and that season can last for quite a while. But in those times, we want to be asking God the question, what can I learn? Because remember, nothing passes, um, nothing comes our way unless it passes through his hands first. Now we know this is a fallen world, and uh, we know there was a curse on the land. But also we want to remember um, when this happens, when we do have enemies, we want to know how to overcome them. And so, what did you think the Christian life would be like? I don't know about you guys, but I used to think that the Christian life was going to be about abundance. You know, John 10.10, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Well, you know, I thought that was physical, health, prosperity, strength. You know, I used to think all that, but later discovered it wasn't about that at all. It was about spiritual things. When Christ says, I've come that you might have life, he's talking about spiritual life, first of all. And then from there, he completes us through his union, through our union with him. Remember, Jesus gave us the example of how to live dependent on him now under grace through the way he lived dependent on the Father. And so when Jesus, you know, if anybody can relate to enemies, Jesus can. He had a lot of enemies, didn't he? The Apostle Peter said this in 1 Peter 2.23, When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And so one thing we want to look at here is his example. How did he treat an enemy? You know, a lot of times when we get enemies, we, we want to retaliate, don't we? We want to make threats. We want them to stop. A lot of times we're saying, Lord, get their hands off me or get them away from me when they insult me. Tell them to stop. You know, I don't know about you, but I've often done that. And I've played the victim role and I've done a downward spiral. And I didn't see God's sovereignty in this. I know that he's got a plan in everything. And so today I choose to go up. I, put it, I believe that he has a plan no matter what's going on. And so we want to take a look at our example. Jesus was our example. When we have enemies, we want to remember to trust Christ to not retaliate. We want to trust him to not make threats. 
Okay, we want to entrust ourselves to him just as he entrusted himself to the Father. So living the Christ life, folks, is not living for Jesus. We don't overcome our enemies through self-sufficiency or self-reliance. Living the Christ life is just that. It's letting Christ live his life through us. Jesus in the Beatitudes, and this is the life of Christ, by the way, Matthew 5:44, and this is how you know you're spiritual or not, or if somebody that you know is spiritual. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. How will we ever love an enemy if we never have one? How will we ever pray for those who persecute us if we never are persecuted by someone? How will we love haters if we never have someone that hates us? You know, not everybody likes us, and that's okay. There was a time when I used to be a people pleaser, and I wanted to make sure everybody liked me. I didn't want nobody to hate me. So I was willing to people please. Jesus said this in Matthew 5:46, If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? You know, I can honestly say recently, just recently, I'm getting harassed at work by an employer, an employee. And we're supposed to be level. We're supposed to be working together. And yet, a lot of times, I'm feeling harassed. You know, harassed is another form of persecution. You see? And a lot of times, I'll share a little secret with you. We always know what's inside of a person by what's coming out of them. And so what's that tell you when a person is harassing you? Well, it tells me what's inside of them is coming out. They're being harassed inside their soul, you see, and that's what's coming out by harassing you. So think about that. Next time you have someone that harassing that is harassing you, remember, they're miserable people. Their soul is tormented. That's something for all of us to remember. The Christian life is not hard to live, folks. It's absolutely 100% impossible. But if we look to Christ as our source, we will bless those who persecute us, love our enemies, and those who hate us. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 11 and 12 says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Now keep in mind, we don't know if this is good or bad. God knows, right? And so what we want to remember is God is in the process of discipling his children. That's right. Discipline there in the context means to disciple. It means to train, educate, instruct. And that's what he does as we're in this. Okay. And so our father is in the process of loving us. But he loves us too much to keep us the way we are. And a lot of times he'll use enemies to help us get over to a place of maturity, which is dependency on Christ. Discipline in the Greek language means training, like I mentioned. Education and instruction. We are being trained. We are maturing. We are being educated. God's children. 
we are being instructed. Overcoming our enemies. God's discipline is a response of his love for his children. And his desire for each of us is right living. You see, when we look at the Beatitudes, it's the very life of Christ, Matthew 5. So loving an enemy, praying for those who persecute us, keeping no records of wrongs, not getting easily angered, that is the life of Christ. So remember, no discipline or discipleship or training or education or instruction from God our Father is not enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. It's uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to have enemies harass us. I can personally say it is not. I don't like it. A lot of times I'm saying to God the Father, get them away from me. And oftentimes I've made the mistake and, and heard his voice later on and says, it was me. It was my hands on you. I'm forming you into the person I want you to be in. You see, in the Old Covenant, he did this with Israel. He says, he says to Israel, shall I not form you as a potter forms a clay pot? Shall I not do that? Well, we are Israel in Christ today. We are God's chosen people, and he's going to do the same thing with us. You see, so we have to remember God has a plan. Afterward, there'll be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. So when we're trained this way, right living is just loving our enemies and praying for those who curse us. The world does the opposite, don't they? They don't love an enemy. They get revenge. Right? That's the way we did before Christ. They, they hurt me. I'm going to hurt them. Isn't that the way it used to be? I'm going to wrap it up with this. In Romans chapter 12, verses 19 and 21, the Apostle Paul, of all people, knows what it's like to have an enemy, and he knows how to overcome an enemy, doesn't he? He says this, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, there's a lot in here. And so we're just going to untuck a little bit here. But he says, first of all, don't take revenge. I know the flesh is, is, is weak, but the spirit is willing. You've heard that. The spirit is willing, but the flesh was weak. A lot of times we want to take revenge. Remember, the flesh fights the spirit on this. The flesh, our self-reliance, wants to go left. Christ wants to go a hard right. That's why we want to get on board with him and let the pressure, let the problem, let the enemy push you to Christ like a bulldozer pushes the earth from one side to the other side. Get it? From our will to his will. From our strength to God's will. God's strength. Okay, so we want to let it do that. If we can't stop the circumstance or the situation or the people that are doing the persecuting or harassment or the enemy that's causing us turmoil in our lives, if there's nothing we can do, 
And if they're not stopping, then we have to let it push us to Christ. Like I mentioned, the Christian life is not hard to live. It's impossible to live, and only Christ can live it. Remember, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, this is what Jesus did as well. He entrusted everything to the Father, didn't he? He did not retaliate when they insulted him. And instead, he entrusted the circumstance or the situation to the Father. And he let the Father deal with it. Same goes with us in Christ. We let our Father take care of it as well. And he will repay. And his ways are much better than our ways. I think all of us have a testimony about that. You know, we've all gone through something. We've all had an enemy. And we've seen God, God's faithfulness in that, where he's actually taken revenge for us. So if we have an enemy, Paul says this, give them something to eat. Give them something to drink. He's speaking spiritually here. Hungry and thirsty are symbolic to, hunger, to, to spiritual needs for love and acceptance. Love is kind. Love is patient. Love keeps no records of wrongs, and love is not easily angered. And see, acceptance is taking people just the way they are without wanting or trying to change them. That's the definition of acceptance. And that's what he's saying to extend to an enemy. And when you do this, in doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. You see? And so that's how you repay an enemy. Not getting revenge and getting upset and angry. But just relax and trust Christ to be kind as a response to the enemy. We overcome evil with good. Proverbs 15.1 says, You can add to someone's anger or you can extinguish it. It's the same with the fire. If you put gasoline on a fire, you will ignite it and it will be bigger. If you put water on a fire, you can extinguish it and put it out. Be encouraged. This has been overcoming your enemies. Remember, Jesus gave us the example of how to live dependent on him now under grace through the way he lived dependent on the Father and he did not retaliate when they hurled their insults at him. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to the Father as we should.